Hey, welcome today to the Revival Way podcast. I am your host, evangelist, Taylor Michael. Today we're going to pump you up full of the Word of God to get you delivered out of any work of the enemy and to get you empowered and activated to go out and build the kingdom of God with full faith and no hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Enjoy. Oh, there we go. Now it's looking legit. Less crusty. <laughs> Less crusty, bro. Jeez, like it looked rough at first. <laughs> How's your day? Dude, it's been so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited for this as well, man. Look. Oh. Did, did you watch my uh, live stream with Preston? Yeah, dude. I jumped on it and then uh, I started. I was reading a book like at the same time. Um, and so I ended up like going off of it and then I got really into the book. Uh, funny thing is that the book's about women in the church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Is that, um, is that Kenneth Higgins? Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness. And it's just, it's glorious, bro. Wow. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, but listen, how, how was all the healings, bro? What, what happened? Uh, it was awesome, man. We just had a had a solid moment and uh yeah i mean it was great we i'm sure some people got healed i haven't received any messages or anything but i left the live stream up so i'm sure people are gonna be touched you know amen dude yeah preston's such a solid guy bro like honestly he the moment he starts going um he just lets rip um and it's just really cool like i could see a little bit of jonathan in him as well yeah, their whole family is just anointed, bro. Hey, yeah. do you want to go ahead and share this on your live stream as well or on your Instagram? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do that now. Okay. See if we can get some people on here. I know 3 p.m. is probably a bit of a strange time, but we'll see if people jump on. Yeah. Well, what other time do you think we do? this then if not now hmm. i think doing it later at night will be better oh that's a good idea like if we did nine yeah like eight or nine i mean i'm sure if we did the thing is if, we, if we did it at, yeah because if we did it at nine i feel like that would really take away from like your evening time with shan unless we did nine and you just spent time with shan before then and then went to bed after i don't know what that would look like but I don't want to yeah. take away from no, your you time with your work. wife. We could do eight, eight to nine. Um, I don't know. We can just do multiple of these. We can just play around with it, test a bunch of different ones, see what happens. I know like the Jonathans, everything that's been later, like late night thoughts is being stuff that's really worked from Jeepers. I have like construction going on outside my room. This is chaos. Yeah. So like bed, bedtime prayers that him and Ted do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's been well, crushing it. What, what's weird is like it's only 120 people or something listen to them, bro. Like for me, that honestly, like what I would think he's used to, that's not a lot of people. Right. Yeah, I, it's I just mean, a new app. Oh, here but we go. yeah. For this platform, he's got a ton. Oh, really? Got, yeah. Oh, what is this? CJ Farmer. <laughs> Look at this guy. Did you see the message that came in? 
Yeah, wait, I can't. listen to this thing. No, 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 don't listen to it. Oh, don't, jeepers. You, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to be funny. Because I want to oh, post that these is funny, bro. on podcast oh. and stuff. We're going to block this guy, huh? <laughs> Goodness, bro. That was wild. Like, what the heck? Hey, we must be doing something right, bro. Praise God. He obviously wants to stay sick. Yeah, dude. What the heck? This is nuts, huh? <laughs> Get some wild people on here. Yeah. Jeepers. Well, we're yeah, taking a stand here. This guy needs to watch his profanity, huh? Jeepers. Jeepers. All right. Well, you've been posting this thing talking about six reasons why immediate healing is biblical um, or like why you can actually expect it immediately. And whilst I was preparing for this, like just praying, I felt God really just press it on my heart. I think half the reason, just before we even pray and get into this, but half the reason why people actually struggle with healing is they don't actually even think God wants them to be healed. Like first mm-hmm. case scenario. That's a good word. So like, yeah, like regardless of whether or not they even think it's possible, they don't think he, he wants it. That's whack. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I spoke with Preston about as well on our live stream. Just the fact that people need to understand healing is a part of your inheritance when you become a Christian. Like what pops up to me immediately in my spirit is how Jesus says in John chapter 16, he says, everything that the father has, he's given to me and all that I have, I give it to you. And healing, now I don't know if people know this or not, but God's not sitting up on the throne like with the sniffles, you know? He's not sitting up on the throne with sickness and disease running around in heaven. No, everything God has has been given to Jesus. And Jesus said, everything I have, I give to you. That's health, wealth, well-being entirely, completely made whole, literally taking heaven and making it manifest here in this reality that's literally our wow. job we are we are the gateway to pull heaven into the physical realm it's it's on earth as it is in heaven just like jesus told the disciples to pray so if people don't understand what you are entitled to as a christian i mean the reality is like we know bro we, we hang out with religious people on a daily basis and they think that they're worms in the dirt that it was god's last and only resorted option to send Jesus to die for us. No, it was his first and favorite option. As much as it's like rough, God had to give the most precious person and item that he had in order to redeem mankind, he would do it again. God had a redemptive plan all the way from the book of Genesis. Before the foundation of the world, God knew that he'd have to pay the ultimate price in order for us to have what is his. And if people, if people aren't actually, here's the reality. If people aren't willing to accept that God wants them to be made whole, they're actually not accepting the full gospel. They're not accepting the full price that Jesus paid on the cross. And that's the most heartbreaking issue. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, like on the back of that, if you think about it, the problem is not healing. Like healing's been going on since the Old Testament. The, the main issue is, is Jesus in all of this, because even the blood of goats and cows was warding off this, this angel of death, right, in, in Egypt. 
that was enough to take away debt. Never mind cancer. Never mind the sores in the wilderness. It took care of debt. So, like, how much more should we be walking in full health now? And how much more would the blood of Jesus, the Son of God, be able to, to handle anything that the devil has to offer? You know, it's, exactly. it's just crazy. You, there's nothing you can compare it to. That's absolutely right. And I think about, so here's the thing. Sickness and disease was handled. You know what? Let's just get right into the word. Why don't you pray for us and let's just go for this. Yeah. All right. Father, I thank you so much for your son. I thank you so much for the price paid, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for your sacrifice. We worship you. We honor you. We give you praise. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that this live stream would build faith, that the people who listen afterwards, they would receive it in their spirit, and there would be healing in their bodies. There would be healing in the bodies of those closest to them. In Jesus' name, I pray for a blessing upon it. Thank you, God, for your word, that you sent it out, and it doesn't come back void. We receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus, and I pray for a blessing upon it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeepers, that was a lot of Jesuses. I love you, Lord. Praise you, God. Amen. Amen. That's so funny. Well, I'm going to start right here. All okay. the way back in Exodus chapter 23. Okay. Yeah, I'm there. So, so that everybody knows, I'm, the reason I'm starting back in Exodus is because I want people to see how far back, and I mean, it honestly goes even further back, but I want people to see all throughout the, the scriptures, this common theme of what is healing. And what is divine health and what God actually paid the price for. So Exodus 23, starting in verse 25, this is the Lord speaking to Moses. He says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from you. None shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. So good health. I will send my terror before you and will throw into confusion all the people against whom you shall come. And I will make all of your enemies turn their backs toward you. So starting all the way back in Genesis 12 into Exodus, Deuteronomy, Joshua, all the way through to the book of Revelation, there's a very common theme. When people pair up with God, God pairs up with them. And the very common theme consists of these very simple basics. You see it in Genesis, you see it in Exodus, you see it in Deuteronomy, in Joshua, in the book of Psalms, all the way through the Bible. And the same theme is this. God tells leader after leader after leader in the word. If you obey me, follow my commands, meditate on my word, don't turn your back on me and remember me in all of your ways. I will keep sickness away from you. I'll keep poverty away from you. I'll keep your body healthy all the days of your life. I'll make sure you're satisfied with long life. I'll bless everything you put your hands to, and I will prosper you in all of your ways. And on top of that, the cherry on top, I will make your enemies even collapse before they even get to you. So we see time after time after time, it is God's will, perfect will in his word, that people are to be made whole and kept that way. Wow. Yeah, that's good, man. And I think what's what's important about this as well, like just thinking about how early it started, is you've got to understand that sickness and disease specifically, any infirmity is a curse. It's it's not of God. It's not 
um, God's will for you to be cursed, right? He set up blessing and curse. Life and death is before you. The choice is yours, right? That's what's discussed in Deuteronomy 30. And praise God for Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14, which says, Jesus Christ became a curse for us. He was hung on a tree. And because of that, in him, we received the blessing of Abraham, which is exactly what you just discussed. I will take delight in taking this away from your camp. I'm, you're not even going to have to worry about getting healed because you're not even going to get sick. That's what he's talking about. You know, that, that's the blessing of God. And so I think one of the biggest reasons why you can expect it immediately is because it's not, it's not part of the blessing. It's a part of the curse which you're redeemed from. So it's there illegally as far as the blood of Jesus is concerned. Exactly. And I want to I wanna read this to people too. In Numbers 23, it says in verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken a thing, and will he not fulfill it? So just like Stephen just said, just like you just said, the reality is we see in Isaiah 53, the prophet Isaiah prophesies ahead of time. And he says that by Jesus' stripes, you are going to be healed. And then we see Peter in 1 Peter 2.24 using yes. it in the past tense. He says, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. What he was reemphasizing is exactly what you just said, that the price that needed to be paid for sin, redemption, and sozo, or salvation, that word salvation is derived from the word sozo. It means perfectly made whole in your body, in your mind, and in your spirit. Totally made whole. That is what was accomplished when salvation occurred when Jesus died on the cross. So he completely yes. restored everything that was lost in the garden of Eden when sin entered the world. So if God doesn't lie and he says that that is a part of your redemption, which he makes very clear. If you read in Deuteronomy, just like you were saying in Deuteronomy chapter 28, I believe it's in verse uh, 21. This is a part of the curses for disobedience. It says the Lord will make pestilence or sickness stick to you until he has consumed you off of the land. So people that don't have salvation, they're not in Christ, they are subject to curse. They are subject to sickness and disease. But he says in Galatians 3.13 that Jesus completely redeemed us of the curse by becoming a curse for us. For cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So Jesus paid yeah. the price for sickness, paid the price for disease by his 39 lashings when he took them before he even hit the cross. And here's a fun fact for people. If you go and do medical research, people, you can find this out. You can find out that every sickness, every disease, cancer, diabetes, multiple cirrhosis, arthritis, every sickness, every disease, every plague is derived from 39 different root sicknesses and root diseases. Jesus took a whip on the, before the cross 39 times to cover every area of sickness and disease. Now, the same way that salvation only comes by grace through our faith, all we need to do is release our faith and accept the grace of divine health over our lives and walk in it. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm also reminded, um, man, of that passage. I'm not sure where it is. You'll have to remind me where the disciples see this uh, man. I think he's lame or blind from birth. And they say, listen, Jesus, who sinned 
was it this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus said to him, no, 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 no. He, it's not that, you know, this guy sinned that he's sick. It's so that the glory of God might be manifest in his life. The glory of God is not that he's blind. The glory of God is what happened next, which is that Jesus anoints his eyes and the power of God hits and he's healed. And, and he receives it and he walks on his way. And the only people who are upset are the religious folk, right? The bunch that are upset that it happened on a Sabbath, not because the power of God was displayed in healing. Um, and so you, you've got to understand that as well, that even like uh, sin and, and that kind of thing has capacity for there to be a door in your life that can open you up to a curse and therefore disease can be in your life, right? And so if, if it's present, you need to check yourself, examine, hey, have I stepped out of the will of God in one way or another? Because quite frankly, it's not God's will for me to be sick. So if anything's going on in my life, chances are it's got something to do with me because God doesn't change. As you said, according to Numbers 23, according to the rest of the Bible, Titus 1 verse 2, Hebrews 13, 8, the rest of all those scriptures, God doesn't change. So if anything's changed and there's somehow something that seems contrary to the word of God in my life, it means the word of God's right and my life is wrong. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I want to remind people, the reason why I titled this six reasons to expect a miracle immediately is because the word immediately is used 55 times in the New Testament alone. And three quarters yeah. of the times that it's used has to do with deliverance or healing. When Jesus dealt with people, he didn't make them wait. And you're always going to find that one religious person that says, well, what about the man who Jesus spit in the mud and put the mud on his eyes and said, now go wash in the river. I've got news for you. The river wasn't 10 miles away. It didn't take him two fortnights to get to the river. It probably took him less than 15 minutes to walk to the river to wash his eyes and to be made whole. And the, the longest case, here's the only case that anyone could make for a long miracle. And that's the fig tree. The fig tree took 24 hours to die from the root. So any one of you right now, I'll, I'll even give grace in that area to say that God will give you 24 hours for your miracle. Other than that, every other miracle and healing is yours to have immediately. Matthew chapter 8, we see three instances, four actually, Four instances where Jesus heals people. He heals the leper, and then he heals the man, the, the centurion's servant, who's paralyzed. And then he heals Peter's mother-in-law, who has a fever. She's got a blood issue. And each one of them, oh, goodness, excuse me. Each one of them was done immediately. And then we see the fourth thing. Right after he heals Peter's mother-in-law, Peter's mother immediately it says, and many brought to him people that were sick and had evil spirits and he healed and delivered them all so not only wow. can you expect your healing now you can expect him to heal you the bible says jesus was anointed with the holy ghost and power to go around healing all that were sick not most not some not baptists not charismatics, not Pentecostals, not only those who pay enough in their tithes. It says that God anointed him to go around and heal all that were oppressed. The healing power of God is there so that you would believe in him. Because God said, I don't want any to perish, but I would wish that all would come to the knowledge of repentance and receive salvation. Wow. So good. So, so good. I think... Um... Like even even with that fig tree, 
that you mentioned, like 24 hours, I think there's one account that talks about that. But on the other hand, there's another account that says it happened at once. Matthew 21, 21 is literally Jesus. The, the, the disciples are freaking out because it happened at once. So like even there, you're stretching it to give grace. I completely agree. I believe we're blessed with bodies that are unbelievable. They have an ability to heal themselves. So if you want to take a long time and heal yourself, absolutely be my guest. But what I think we're talking about here is it happens and the only way possible for it to happen is a move of God. That's what we're talking about. That's absolutely right. And I think, I think what will help people, and I guess I should probably slightly make this organized. So I have six reasons to expect a miracle immediately. I'm going to give three and I'll let you wing three. Number one, here's my number one reason. My number one reason that you can expect to receive a miracle immediately is because God is a God of miracles. You can't go four pages in the Bible without seeing God do a miracle. God is hungry to do miracles. He's got miracles laying around for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He's ready to hand out miracles. He wants, it says in 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9, it says that God looks to and fro across the nations of the earth, looking to whom he can make himself strong toward. God is just looking for someone that will believe him so that he can hand out a miracle. Number two, the reason I believe you can expect a miracle now is because the word immediately is used 55 times alone in the New Testament. And every time, just about every time has to do with a miracle or a healing work that God does in somebody's life. And number three is the fact that it was already paid for on the cross. Jesus already paid for it, which means you all, all you have to do is go cash in your inheritance. All you got to do is run down to the bank like the woman in Mark chapter five with the issue of blood. All you got to do is say, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, if I can just reach out and grab a hold of Jesus today, I can get my miracle. If you realize God is just waiting to pour it out on you and you open up and say, I release my faith now. Because remember, Jesus said, by your faith, you have been made well, daughter. It was by her faith. Release your faith. Believe that faith is now. It says now faith is. Now Amen. faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Not the things that don't exist, just the things that don't, you cannot see. Which means you might look at your body now and say, I don't see my legs working. I don't see my blood sugar at the right level. I don't see my mental illness gone. That's okay. We walk by faith and not by sight. It is the evidence of things that we do not see, which means you believe it in your heart and you call those things into existence as though they were, even though it seems as though they're not. You call them into existence now, you walk into them. Those are my three reasons, and I'll let you share yours now. Yeah, no, those are so good, man. Wow. I think for me, off the bat, um, num number four, right, will be I'm a child of the living God. All right. First John three verse one starts out. It says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are in the King James it literally says sons of God. And so what, what why I think that's so powerful is a little bit over in first John four seventeen. It says by this is love perfected within us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. And I think this ties back into what you were saying in the beginning, which is Jesus isn't, or God isn't up in heaven, 
saying, you know, I just have such a sore throat today, or I've got such a headache, or I've got cancer. No, he's got, he's healed. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. So if as he is, I am right now, then I receive full healing. I receive the fullness of life, the abundance of life that God has for me in every way, shape and form. And it's not only for me, because Acts 10, 34 says, God is no respecter of men. So if for 2,000 years he's been healing people, he's going to do it today. If he's been doing it for everyone else, he can do it for me. And it's the same for every person, like hands down. So number one, I'm a child of the living God. Number two, on that, God is responsible for his family. Okay? 1 Timothy 5. Um, let me read that. It says, if anyone, sorry, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So in scripture, we're told in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, that I am no longer my own. I was bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. I, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 2, 19 and 20 say it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And, and Titus says that I am now co-heirs along with Christ. I'm in God's family. We're, we're called to cry out, Abba, Father, thanks to Romans 8. It's just all over that I'm actually in the family of God. Therefore, Father's responsible for me. It's his responsibility to administer healing to me. If he doesn't provide for his own household, he denies his word. So according to his word, I am to receive full healing. You know, hands down, it's amazing. And then lastly, sickness and disease is oppression of the devil. The reason the Son of Man appeared, according to 1 John 3 verse 8, was to destroy the works of the devil. And if Acts 10 38 says that Jesus Christ was anointed to heal all oppressed by the devil, then that's what he was doing. He, he wasn't walking around saying, you know, Father, I just want to check with you quickly. Is this person with scoliosis glorifying you? Because if they are, I don't want to heal them in case I stop them from glorifying you. No, because sickness and disease was not glorifying God. It was of the devil. So he got rid of it. And he said, in the name of Jesus, or he said, be well. He didn't say in my name, but we receive his name. I think, oh, after this tenant, you must tell them about the um, revelation you got about the name of Jesus, that we bear the name of Jesus. That's our job to go forward and use his name. You must talk about that after this. But that's what Jesus went around doing, healing all oppressed of the devil. And so now, in accordance with Galatians 2, 19 and 20, if Christ lives in us, we have the exact same anointing and mission before us, which is to proclaim the good news to the poor, the deliverance to the captives, healing to the blind, deliverance to those oppressed, and the year of God's favor. That same ministry is in every single one of us, regardless of what you do. And so really, that's why Mark 16 is absolutely correct in saying these signs will follow them that believe, not those who are qualified, not those who can hear, not those who can see, those who believe. It says they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. As far as I'm concerned, that means all. And so there's another reason. God, sorry, sickness and disease is oppression from the devil. And so we know that God went around healing 
everyone that was oppressed of the devil and he now lives in you. So when you have sickness come on you or anyone around you, you have all authority and power living inside of you to heal. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's amen. amen. Those are the six reasons why you can expect a miracle today. And to, to piggyback off what Stephen was saying about the revelation of bearing the name of Jesus. Now, what I, I'm assuming this is what you're referring to. When, when you are a representative or an ambassador for the president of the United States, you are given the authority that pertains to his office, meaning that the president of the United States, um, I'll use Donald Trump because I don't recognize Joe Biden as the president. When Donald Trump was president, and he had an ambassador or a representative that would go into another nation on his behalf as his representative. He bore his name and his office, meaning that he functioned in the delegated authority given to him by the president of the United States, which means he had full reign and full authority to do what the president would do in any particular circumstance. So, for example, if the president of the United States sent an ambassador or a representative into the country of Iraq, and something needed to be done. The ambassador or the representative wouldn't call the president every five minutes to say, this is what's going on. Can we do it this way? This is what's going on. Can we do this? This is who's doing this. Can we handle it this way? No, the representative and ambassador were expected to know the office and the delegated authority given to them by the president and to act on his behalf that his words became his words, his actions became his actions, that he walked according to the same delegated authority that was given to the president in those circumstances. It's the same way with Jesus. We are Christians. We represent Jesus Christ. We are representatives of how Jesus is, who he is, what he said, and what he did. The same way that Jesus, it says in Colossians, I believe that he was the visible image of the invisible God, that he walked according to the perfect will of the Father. He only said and only did what he saw God the Father doing. And so according to that delegated authority and power, we have the ability to walk as Jesus walked. And I'll give you an example here. You see in Acts chapter 3, there's a lame man under the gate called Beautiful. And he said, the Bible says that he would lay there daily asking for alms that people would come and give him money. And Peter and John were walking by to go join the prayer meeting. And they could have looked at him and said, oh, this man's paralyzed. Hey, buddy, what's your name? I'm going to put you on the prayer list, and we're going to go see if God wants to heal you. But they didn't do it that way. They walked up to him, and Peter said, look at me. And the man looked at them, and he said, gold and silver we do not have. But what we do have, which was the name of Jesus and the delegated power given by the Holy Spirit, they said, what we do have, we give to you. Get up and walk in the name of Jesus. They didn't pray. They didn't ask God if it was okay that he be healed. They didn't say, Lord, if you're willing, would you heal this man? They used the delegated power, the authority given to them by the Holy Spirit. Remember in Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you'll be endued with power. They used that delegated power that it arised on Acts chapter 2 in the upper room, and they manifested it. They put it to work up and walk in the name of Jesus. And the man got up and it says he walked and leaped and was praising God. And many came to the knowledge of Jesus because of the miracle. So we have that delegated authority. We walk in that delegated power. However, it's up to the Christian to understand their authority. Sure. 
Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think like something that's just hitting me now is even you think about it in God's word. So um, it says in Psalm 107 verse 20 that he sent out his word and it's talking about God here and healed them. That's his people and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love and his wondrous works to the children of man. His wondrous works is healing. And then a little bit over in Psalm 119, verse 89, it literally says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. And then even a little bit later, it says in a Psalm 138, verse 2, You've exalted above all things, including your name, your word. And so we know that if you can find one place, even if you found one where it says God's going to heal you, i.e., 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, by Jesus's wounds, you were healed, that that's fixed in the heavens. And if you, if you stretch out your faith with that, if you tie your faith to the word of God, you can receive healing because it's above his own name. He watches over his words, according to Jeremiah 1, 12, to perform his word in your life. So if you come before the Lord and you say, Father, your word says, in 1 Peter 2, 24, Jeremiah 1, verse 2, Psalm 138, verse 2, uh, Psalm 119, verse 38, that I can receive my healing. I receive it now and I go on my way. You will be healed. That's absolutely right. And I'm reminded of Kenneth Hagin's testimony where he was. Now, people that don't know Kenneth Hagin's testimony of how he came to the revelation of faith and being healed by faith, it will rock your world. I highly recommend you go do some research and watch his testimony on YouTube. It'll blow your mind. But he got revelation in the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, starting in verse 22. And it was with the lesson of the fig tree. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, underline that, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that whatever he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I yep. tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who also is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. He got revelation of this, that if he simply believes in his heart, the word of God believes God at his word and confesses it. He will have whatever he says. He'll have whatever he believes as long as he doesn't doubt in his heart. And so he was laying on his deathbed, getting ready to die. And his heart was failing. He was paralyzed. He was going blind. All he could read was a few verses out of the Bible every single day. And he said, wow. you said God and your word. That if I believe it and I speak it, I'll have whatever I say. So I believe I'm healed and I confess my healing now. And I thank you for it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, well, if you believe you're healed, you should be up at 10 a.m., don't you think? And he got up out of bed and he moved for the first time in 15 months. He took his first steps. He got clothed and he walked down the stairs and he was miraculously healed because he chose to believe God at his word. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. So I want to hit one more Ooh. topic before we pray for people. And Praise God. 
the one more thing I want to hit is the people that are going to say, okay, Talon, I see that everything you guys just said comes right out of the Bible, and I believe you. However, what about Aunt Sally? I prayed for Aunt Sally for eight months. She had breast cancer. She loved Jesus. She went to church every weekend. She read her devotions every morning, and she still died. Why? And for those people, the first thing I want to say is never base the word of God off of your personal experience. Base your personal experience off of the word of God. So if you experience something like that in your life and it doesn't line up with what we just preached on, the word of God is not wrong. The word of God does not change. The issue is what you experienced. And what I mean is that some people just simply don't grab on to the reality of the word of God. So Aunt Sally, she may have passed away. She may have believed that God was a God of miracles, but it doesn't mean that she reached out with her faith and grabbed a hold of her inheritance. It doesn't mean that that person that you prayed for, that, that you or whoever else prayed for that person had enough faith to make it happen. The, the, the harsh reality is that if there's someone in your life or a circumstance in your life where things went wrong, it's not God's fault. It's always our fault. God has already put it in his word and he has established that healing is our bread. Now, if someone doesn't get healed, that doesn't mean God is not a good God. It doesn't mean God doesn't heal anymore. It simply means that you experience the work of the devil and we need to change that. Yeah, so good. And I think the reality as well is like we're not we're not teaching this. We're not preaching this. We're not praying for this outside of. Uh, no experience like people I think look at you and they see the 1.7 million followers or whatever and they think that you've never had a hard day in your life you know like clearly okay this guy's just saying stuff but if he really knew my life you know then then things would be different no absolutely not you know I come from Africa you, you want to talk about suffering oh my goodness I've got I've got more stories than any than anything you know honestly but the reality is the more you're going to focus on what the devil is doing, you're never going to experience what God has for you. It's just the reality. I don't have enough time to worry about what the devil's doing. I'm too obsessed with what God is doing. And when you concern yourself with the things of God, you start to walk in the things of God. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Well, on that note, let's pray for the sick. Amen. Are you feeling anything in your spirit specifically that you, you want to pray for? I'm going to do an altar call quickly. All right. I'm going to, so for anybody that's uh, going to listen to this in the future, that I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you're listening to this audio message, whether it's via stereo, via podcast, whatever you might be listening to this audio message on right now, if you've been listening and you know that you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, If you don't know if you were to die this very moment and wake up in heaven, if you can't say without a shadow of a doubt that you're living right and that you have Jesus in your heart, that you've received the free gift of salvation through faith in Jesus, if you can't say confidently that that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. And maybe you're on here right now and you you were raised a Christian or you served God at one time in your life, but you've turned away from him. You know you've backslidden. You know you're not living right. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. And if you're on here and you need a miracle, you just need a refresher. You need the power of the Spirit of God to hit your life. 
I want you to say this prayer with me right now. We are going to reach out to God and believe him at his word. I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to put your hands toward heaven with me and repeat this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe your word. And your word says in Romans chapter 10, anyone who calls on your name will be saved. Lord Jesus, I call on your name now. I believe in my heart. You are the son of God. You came in the flesh. You were born of a virgin. You died for me. You rose again that I might have eternal life. Please forgive me of all my past sins. Wash me clean. Make me born again. Put your spirit inside of me and turn me into a new creation. Today I confess Jesus Christ is Lord and my Savior. I turn away from the world and I give my life to you today, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. 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 If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to get your hands on a physical Bible or download the Bible on any app store. You can do it on the Apple app store or the Android app store and go follow us on Instagram at we are living loved or personally at Taylor.michael or Stephen Marks so that you can stay plugged in to our content so that we can train you up in the mighty works and wonders of God and that you can get his word inside of your spirit. If you have a sickness or a disease or an ailment, you need the healing power of God to show up in the form of a miracle today. Stephen's going to pray for you right now. So good. Yeah. And listen, there's a, there's a story of a woman with the issue of blood in the Bible. Um, and she basically says to herself, if I touch but the hem of Jesus's garment, I will be made well. And she puts her faith out and she goes, she touches the garment. She doesn't even touch Jesus. And the power of God leaves Jesus, hits her, and she's healed. And so right now, that's called a point of contact. So if you're listening and you need healing in anywhere in your body, ligaments, your head, headaches, uh, cancers, the sniffles, whatever it is, however big, however small, I want you to take your hand right now. And I want you to place it on that area that you need healing. And we're going to pray together. So right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you. I'm seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places in accordance with your word. And I command every spirit of death, every spirit of infirmity to be gone in the name of Jesus. I bind every scheme of the enemy in anybody's life who hears this now or in the future. And I command it to be cast out in the name of Jesus, to never be reassigned or come back. You're not welcome here. This person is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that they are your child, that they are set apart, that healing is their daily bread. Thank you, Father, for your healing that was done in your son, taking the stripes, all 39 of them, for our complete healing now. We receive healing now. Lord Jesus, Fill them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet with the power of God. Let every cell in their body be made whole, Lord Jesus, fully healed. Thank you, Lord, 
that we are healed by your sacrifice on the cross 2,000 years ago. So we receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus, and we go on our way. Amen. Amen. Well, before we get going, if you're on this live stream right now and you just got healed, if you just received the miracle in your body, I want you to go send us a message on Instagram and let us know your testimony. And on top of that, I want to give you an opportunity to sow a financial seed today. Uh, I'll share my information and then Stephen, you can share yours right after. But anybody that's been on this live stream today, the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. In Matthew chapter 6, the Bible says to give and expect reward. That when you give in secret, when people don't know, but you're actually just giving to enhance the kingdom of God, your father who sees in secret gives you rewards. He gives back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He gives liberally back to you through other men and other women. And it says that God is looking to give back plentiful. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says, those that give a little, they get a little in return. But those that give a lot toward the kingdom of God, they receive a lot from God himself. So if you are somebody that's looking for financial breakthrough in your life, you're looking for breakthrough in different areas of your life, giving a financial seed is one of the key areas to seeing breakthrough in your life. For my that's own right. life, there was a number of weeks ago, where I've been seeking the Lord on breakthrough. And he told me to give a very specific number of money. And it was a large amount. It was basically all I had left. And he said, give this to somebody. And I gave it to that person. And at the time that I did it, it didn't seem like there was breakthrough. But I thanked God for it. I said, thank you, Lord, that you directed me to give this. And because I gave this, I can expect breakthrough in my life. And two weeks later, a man came up to me who told me that he believes in my ministry. He believes in what I'm doing and who I'm raising up as other leaders. And he decided to give me twice that amount every single month for the next 12 months. So the Lord used that one financial seed that I sowed to break the floodgates of heaven open on my life. And if God wow. did it for me, he'll do it for you. So Amen. if you've been impacted by myself or by Stephen or by both of us, we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God. I reached 100 million people last year. I'm aiming to reach 200 million this year. And we're currently feeding 10 kids every day in the country of Nicaragua. So if you want to help out with this mission of spreading the gospel and feeding the hungry, you can send financial seed to myself via cash app at dollar sign Michael. I'm sorry, just Talen Michael, no dot. Cash app dollar sign Talen Michael. Or you can do Venmo, Talon hyphen Michael, so Talon dash Michael, or PayPal at Evangelist Talon, one word, at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, revivalway.com, and you can sow a financial seed there. And I'll let Stephen share his own information. Yeah, so cool. Um, so for me, Cash App is dollar sign, capital S for Stephen, capital S Scott, capital M Marks. One word altogether, and then PayPal at Stephen Scott Marks, same situation as Cash App with the capitals, and then Venmo at Stephen Dash Scott Dash Marks, and capital S, capital S, capital M. Praise the Lord. I want to pray Amen. a financial blessing over anybody that is going to sow financially today into the ministry. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I call these individuals blessed with their finances. I call their houses blessed. I call their relationships blessed. 
And I thank you, Lord, that financial breakthrough is coming to their home now. Right now, whoever's under the sound of my voice, that you just decided to give a financial seed for breakthrough in your life. The breakthrough is coming. I call a double portion on your financial seed in the mighty name of Jesus. I call those walls to be brought down low, those valleys to be brought up high, and that this financial sacrifice that you're about to give causes unbelievable breakthrough today, right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Bless them in all that they do, and we love you. Amen. Amen. All right, bugger. Well, I suppose I'll see you later, and we'll do this again tomorrow. Let's do this um, tomorrow night. Do it. Yeah, I'm free because Shan's going to Arizona. So this is oh, perfect. Yeah, that's right. All right. Hallelujah. All right. Love you. Love you. See ya.